And we're joined by Josh. Welcome in. Oh, what's up, dickheads? This is it. We're getting a little technical difficulties with the app. I'm trying to still working on this one. It's uh, a little bit different, so we're going to figure it out, though. So decided this year we're going to start with a very quick recap of 2017, uh, a year that a lot of us would like to forget. 2017 was bullshit, by the way. Yeah, it was. So we can start with you. You guys lost by one point in the third place game. Um, and the best part was actually looking at the score, uh, or the uh, the box score, to see that you guys only got three points from Dak Prescott, nothing from Michael Crabtree, and you still lost. How's that feel? Yeah, lost by, by one point, actually. Yeah. Correction, yeah. one point. That's what I said, 93.8 to 94.8, and you guys got your dick kicked in by half your team. Yeah, well, that's so, bullshit. No. Jimmy G on the bench. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. Cost me a hundred bucks. It did. Well, fifty because you guys still split everything. So, shut up. <laughs> um, quickly looking back again, last year the championship game was a I think it was just over two points. Um, yeah. Scott won uh, thanks to a completely bogus trade that just happened to fall in his favor. Hey, so if I were to offer you uh, Ray Caruth, do you think I could get Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'll yeah do that. Do that. That's bullshit. No, no more of that shit this year, guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and then, you know, looking back, Jake won the loser bracket, which nobody really cares. Um, the loser. No one cares. You know, I came in last place. Although, technically speaking, I uh, got you know 11th place in the regular season and only kind of managed to fall into last based on the friggin' the toilet bowl game that we have at the end of the season. Well, that's something to be proud of. Yeah. I mean, I only lost by 20 points, but you know, it is what it is. So, that's your uh, any other impressions from 2017? Uh, no, just don't make any stupid trades, people. Like, come on, be smart. Don't fucking give up like a first round stud for a scrub receiver that just happened to have like three good games. Like, cut it out. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, we're going to talk trades in a few minutes here. Um, getting into the draft results from this year. So, quick draft recap for this year. Uh, we had, just again, everybody was there. We had the draft at Backstreet Bar and Grill. Um,. I mean, I think the highlight of the whole draft was, uh, you know, the music kicking up right about halfway into the thing and not being able to talk to anybody, um, sitting on a crowded end of the bar that we're not used to and just throwing everybody off. So, That's first-class operation all the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it ran just as smooth last year when I wasn't there, but, uh, you know, still a little, uh, a, little a little wrench in the gears for everybody this year. So... We're going over the draft, and we're going to go down team by team. You know, we'll kind of just give our general impressions, maybe their best um, best pick, worst pick, what you think of their keeper, if they you know, had anybody worthwhile mentioning. Um, sure. All right. So Let's do it. Who, the first pick of the draft was Rob. <laughs> All right, stop, start with Rob. Let's go. Go ahead. You can go All right, well, him. you know he's always going to be full of Patriots because he's like a full-out honk. And he's got his Tom Brady underwear on. So, of course, his keeper was Steven Goskowski. Um, I, I mean, not the worst keeper in the world, but in the 13th round, I mean, eh, eh. Yeah. come on, like, you're already starting off pretty bad. You don't keep a kicker in the 13th round. Yeah, you're still the first kicker off the board when you look at it that way. And um, and keeping with his Patriots edition, you got Chris Hogan and former Patriot Dion Lewis and fu- future Patriot Cooper Cup. Uh, there we go. So, I mean, he's probably just trying to load up on all the white guys that he can, you know, just to make it, you know. Not a bad strategy. No, no. They're going to be really smart, you know, probably be a middle-of-the-pack team and, you know, always be in position. All right, so who do we love and who do we hate on his team? Um, I mean, it's hard not to love Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer pick. He's going to get yeah, run. As soon as he shows up, it would be great. Yep, once he shows up, he'll be great. They're going to run him into the ground, and then when he leaves next year, he's going to be completely Teach him useless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be completely useless. Um, to be honest, I'm looking at his roster. I don't really see any great picks that I would be excited about based on where they were drafted. Uh, I mean, nothing great. I guess you could say I like Doug Baldwin in the third yep. round just because he's got a slight injury right now. But, I mean, still, he is still – the go-to number one receiver in Seattle. Yeah, so he, that could be a really good pick if he stays on the field. It is. He's solid. I mean, he's oh, he's been a top ten receiver, if I'm not mistaken, for the past three seasons. So it's not 
Things are not, likely not going to change, um, assuming Russell Wilson is still healthy and you know he stays healthy himself. So uh, I take that as probably his best pick value-wise. Yeah, um, that's... All right, I, what about worst pick? Um, I mean, anytime somebody picks Giovanni Bernard... And it's Absolutely. not, and it's not 2015. Uh, you have to kind of question what they were thinking. So yeah, he's a great pick, like four years ago. Yeah. Um, I just don't see him getting any of the action. Bengals not impressed with him at all. Joe Mixon's going to be a three-down back unless he gets yeah. hurt. Geo's not going to see more than a handful of snaps a game. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of a wasted pick. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not sure what Deshaun Jackson has left in the tank, but you know, I mean, at least that's kind of like a, a boomer bust. I just think Geo's done. And then you'll get Tyler Light for in the 15th. I mean, is he loading up on Bengals? Does he know something we don't about the Bengals this year? Uh, uh, no, he doesn't. But okay. if is healthy, that I mean, in the 15th round, that's not bad. When's the last time he was healthy? Again, uh, I think we're going back to 2015 again. Yeah, again. But, I mean, that's yeah. his backup. So yeah. he's got Ingram. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you could do worse for a backup in the last round. Yeah. Not going not gonna to shit on him for that. Uh, we'll be all right. So... I was the next pick. I had the second pick overall. My uh, keeper was Matt Prater in the 15th because I had absolutely nobody else to keep, and I at least got to keep somebody. Um, okay, well, yeah, you got to feel special, so whatever. Yeah, if you're exactly. going to keep the kicker, that's yeah. when you do it the last round. Again, 13th round, a little too soon, 15th, whatever. Yeah. You just wanted a keeper at that point. Exactly. That's so okay. I had two picks that I accumulated via trade, 7th uh, and 8th. I ended up giving up a 4th rounder and a 13th rounder for those. Um, obviously, David Johnson was the number two, two overall pick, right behind Bell. And yep, I don't know. love, I'm love gonna, David Johnson. I don't want to stays healthy. He's a stud. I think people kind of. I know he's a top five pick, top three pick, and but I still think he's a little undervalued um, for what he can actually do. He's still young. He just didn't play last year. People have a short memory. He's a stud, and he only had a broken wrist. It wasn't even you know like a leg a knee, injury or wasn't a knee a hip, yeah. So I wasn't mean, anything like that. He was still running all off season. I could see him leading the league in total yards. I agree. So I'm not going to toot my own horn. So why don't you? Uh, you can break down my draft, and when I get to yours, I'll I'll tear yours to shreds. Okay. Well, I mean, the first pick that I see that's just absolutely fantastic was your trade to acquire Carson Wentz. Uh, and now, once again, we'll be starting Week One without a viable quarterback. So whoever's playing Randy, nice job. Carson Wentz is a starting re- Week One. Nick Foles is. So you're fucked there, buddy. Oh, this is where we got into trades. Apparently, you didn't see the trade that went down yesterday morning. Oh, okay. No, well, obviously, I don't check my email. It's for queers. Oh. What did you do? We got uh, Nick Chubb. I traded him off for... Oh, I'm blanking on his name. That's how excited I am about him. Case Keenum for the Broncos. Oh, oh so you're rolling with the Broncos starter. There hey. you go. At least hey. you have someone. It's, it's, a start. it's a starting quarterback. All I gave up was a running back, you know, a backup running back. Um, Grant, yeah, does he have upside? Of course he does, but he's also playing well, behind. He's on the field, so there you go. There's your upside. Yeah. No, um, no, I'm saying Nick Chubb. Does he have upside? Case Keenum's upside is that I'm not going to have zero points at quarterback. So that's, I don't know. I don't know I what Chubb's going to. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about the Browns first off. Exactly. And then you got to get through Carlos Hyde, and then you have to get through Duke Johnson before yeah. Chubb really sees the field. He might vulture a touchdown here or there, but. I don't know. I don't put much value in that. So that's probably a win for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good trade that went down. It was actually with uh, Scott, the champion from last year, who went last year. I don't know if you remember. He went last year without um, – or going into week one, Jameis Winston and I believe he had Cameron Brait as his tight end. And they had their week yeah. one game postponed for a hurricane. So right. I did him a solid. Yeah, I, I hate that guy, so I don't yeah. want to talk about him right now. All right. So what else you got uh, for my draft? Let's see. Rest of your lineup. Uh, I hate giving you credit because you're a dick, but AJ Green, he's just a consummate like top ten, top twelve wideout, despite having the red rifle thrown to him. Um, so that's fine in the second round. Cooper, you never know with him. He's got the talent, but he's been he sucked the past couple of years. Uh, Alex <laughs> Collins, good back, but I, who likes the Ravens? Nobody. They suck. Flacco's a queer too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kerryon Johnson's your big question mark. I like him personally, but it all depends if he can get if he can get the bulk of the carries. It depends. I mean, I'm assuming Blount's not going to do shit, and Riddick's still going to be in there. Abdullah was had all the talent in the world, but he never panned out. So I've heard I he's going to be him. traded. That's why I, mm-hmm. I keep hearing he's on the trade block. Who? Uh, Abdullah. 
on the trade oh, block. Probably because he, he sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's on the trade block. If not going to be released coming up soon. So yeah, I'm not so worried I mean, about. So do you him. have much faith in Legarrette Blount? Because I don't. No, that was my thing. Is I think you know Blount might get you know the majority of the touches the first week or two, but I think Johnson's gonna you know as the weeks progress, they're just gonna realize. Even though he's not actually not a very explosive back, but he's just good at everything. So yeah. he's just going to realize he's their best option, and I think he's just going to get the bulk of everything. Um, Lions are supposed to be one of the highest-scoring teams this year, according to you know the Vegas odds. I think they're supposed to be like the fifth or sixth highest point total offense. And we'll see. Yeah, I we'll mean, see. obviously it's you know hasn't even started yet, but I mean, I don't know. I would say your round seven through the end all suck. Uh, except for Kyle Rudolph. I think that's going to be your best producer from there, but I think everyone else blows. Um, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin's the number one in Buffalo, but who's throwing to him? Peterman? Peterson? Whoever? Peterhead? That guy sucks. So all your other picks blow. So enough fucking grab-ass at the top of your draft. The rest of your draft sucks. All right, next. Greg, he had uh, Tom Brady as his keeper in the fourth round, which I wasn't shocked. Another Patriots honk. Oh, yeah. Um, He's got his footy pajamas on. Oh, well, we haven't even gotten into it yet. I mean, he's got Julian Edelman and Sonny Michelle back-to-back in the 6th and 7th. Um, yeah. That's where he it, just donated his money. Oh, it's great. And Josh Gordon in the 3rd. this was a college draft and you took Ridley in the 8th for the Alabama wideout last year, great pick. This year, <laughs> not a good pick. Maybe maybe for a keeper, maybe, but you got to remember, he's like third or fourth on the depth chart, at least in Atlanta right now. He's just not going to see the volume to make him a viable fantasy option. Jordan Reed's all banged up. They suck. Wilkins is a question mark. He sucks. Ryan Grant, Powell, McAnus, they all suck. This team sucks. Allen Robinson might have a chance if Mitchell Trubisky can get him the fucking ball. Uh, Gordon, he's a question mark. Third round, way too soon. You don't take a... You don't take Kelsey in the second. What's wrong with you? I think that's because Gronk wasn't available. <laughs> oh, okay, but then yeah, you take a stud wideout, someone yeah. who's going to be on the field. I love Josh Gordon, just not in the third round. Yeah. Alvin uh, Kamara is your only decent player. I'm sorry, your team blows. Yeah, and that's just because he tricked in or lucked into him with a third pick. So, all right, Funny. let's go to Jake. He uh, kept McCaffrey in the third round, which yeah. I think is a great keeper. You know I have a chub for run CMC. I do. Yep. The thing that I'm worried about, though, because I have him in another league, um, that I'm actually kind of worried about McCaffrey is the fact that they just put uh, Ryan Khalil on injured reserve. Um, A couple of their offensive linemen already went out for the season as well. They have nobody blocking up front right now. And, you know, Cam Newton's only so good. He's so attractive, though. So you know he's going to find the hole, even if it's small. He'll, He'll get in there somehow. So, so you're saying he's a trade target for the Patriots? Oh, yeah, they'll never get him. Nothing. If you have to pay for someone, they won't take him. That's true. So what do you think of Jake's first pick of Leonard Fournette with a fourth overall pick? Okay, you know, again, I love Fournette. As yep. I was touting him last year, and I took him in the second round. Um, I love Fournette. I hate him there. I hate him in the fourth pick. Like, that's just not a good spot, especially in a half-point PPR. You have to take in mind that... Uh, Corey Grant's going to be in there, and he's going to be the pass-catching back. Fournette can catch the ball, but you got to take, like, Zeke or something at that spot or somebody else akin to that. I wouldn't take Fournette in the fourth I, I, with the fourth overall pick. I do like him, just not right there. Yeah. What do you think? I I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, I'm going to have to pause this for a few minutes. I am at work, and I uh, have to go work. So Bullshit. let me... Uh, See if I can call you back in a few minutes, all right? Give me a call back. We'll pick it right back up. Sounds good. Bye. All right. All right, and we're back. So, right. nothing to uh, right. nothing to be worried we're about. We we're breaking down Jake's team here. Yeah, we're breaking down Jake's team. We hate. We both hate um, Leonard Fournette, Fournette as a fourth four. overall pick. Uh, Not to be like we love Fournette. Just great, at, like the ninth pick. Yep, great running back. Just way too early. Um, sure. Yeah. So, other than that, um, I think his team is a pile of garbage. To be honest, okay. With thank it. you for saying that right. because his team blows. <laughs> I mean, not only is Jake an awful person, but he's a terrible drafter too, and yeah. that's obvious by this team. I don't know what his strategy was. Well, we do know it was the zero quarterback opposed yeah. to the five straight quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, um, the only thing that he can hope for is having uh, Mariota with his last pick actually maybe do something. You know, maybe give him 
something. I don't know. But well, it, it can't be any worse than last year, so you have to think yeah. that that's an improvement. But, I mean, real quick, going down his roster, what do you think of Henry? Derrick Henry, waste of a pick. Absolute waste of a pick. I think actually Deion Lewis is probably going to get the majority of the work over there. He showed he's a three-down back. He showed that he's powerful. He showed that he can run in between the tackles. He can catch the ball. most importainly, he can catch the ball, especially in half-point PPR. If you're going to go with a tits running back, you've got to take Lewis. But still, I wouldn't touch either of them in the second round. Waste of a pick. And then Mark Ingram in the fourth round. He probably could have got him in the seventh. I mean, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be playing for a little while. So. No, I mean, that's. I think he's he's thinking, all right, I have three running backs. Why not take a stab at him when he could have gotten. He could have started his receiver run that much earlier. And you know, the best part is, is uh, that after Kamara gets most of the work and Ingram finally comes back from suspension, by then Gillisley is going to be integrated into the system and he's going to be the fucking change of pace back. So well, I think we'll the, see. I, he, he just signed with the Saints, so we'll see yeah. what's going on here. Well, I think the best part is that Ingram is actually suspended for four games. He comes back, or the Saints have a week five game and then a week six and bye. And then a bye at six, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what are the chances he even plays in that week five? See, there's a chance he doesn't get him till week seven, and he'll be part of a platoon at best, um, which last year worked out for him. But this year, I mean different equation again it's talent and i don't mind acquiring it on your bench just not in the fourth round no and then i mean marvin jones jr in the fifth i mean he has a chance if those golden tate rumors to the patriots are true then marvin jones is the only receiver they really have yeah i I don't kenny galladay's shown some some talent but yeah yeah, he would be there he would be their number one instantly yeah yeah, i don't hate it um the jordy nelson pick just seemed like a spite pick because of the jj nelson pick well, uh, we have to give him for Funchess. Could be a good pick. Just uh, nobody likes the Panthers that much. I know he's kind of loading up a little bit, but he well, is view, their number one receiver. When I see the so Panthers, in the sixth round, that yeah. could be a good pick. When I see the Panthers, though, the first thing I see is Cam Newton's going to run the ball 20% of the time. Uh, McCaffrey's going to have the ball 30% of the time. So that leaves about 50%, you know, that Cam will be passing it. And then he has, he has Funchess. He has... Uh, the rookie Moore. He has TJ Moore. Yeah. Um, Greg Olson, the tight end. Um, that doesn't include forget you know the other receivers that are going to get involved. Doesn't include the other running backs that are going to get involved. It's. I just don't think there's a target share to have Funchess as a bona fide number one. Well, he put up. Re- he took him in the sixth round. So yeah. I'm saying I'm trying to give. I'm trying to be somewhat objective here yeah. and say that that could be a good pick for Jake. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, Fuller, he could be. depends on if he's, you know, how Watson comes back and how he's, you know, integrating with the rest of the I offense. Mean, last be. year, think about it. He, he played in a few games. He had, like, what, 25, 30 catches and seven touchdowns, some, like, absurd amount yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a, he's a boomer bust guy. But, I mean, yeah. he's got a lot of talent. You just don't know. There's a question mark on consistency there. But mm-hmm. I do like Will Fuller. Yeah, I think he's going to regress and, a little bit towards – you know, the standard, you know... Well, you got Watson thrown to him. And yeah. If he can stay healthy all year and so can Watson, I think the opposite. I think he's mm-hmm. going to have a better year. So what do you think Jake's best pick is? Keeping his keeper I, out of it. I would say Jordy Nelson only because it was like a FU pick, which uh. I enjoy the most. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say, talent-wise, no, but yeah... I mean, strategy. You know, my just favorite pick is absolutely Jordy Nelson. All right. Um, just because it's like screw you, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. His best pick is probably his keeper, McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah and you can't. That's that's what it's going to be. All right. So we're going to move on to pick number five. That was Mike Zapp. He uh, his keeper was Adam Thielen in the eighth. Um, now with the fifth pick, he could have kept David Johnson in the first round. So I feel like that's where he kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yep. I love Barkley. I think he's going to be a stud this I agree. year. But so I mean, I don't know. That could be a wash. But it's hard not to take proven talent. Although the Giants have an improved offensive line, I personally I think Barkley's going to be like when Elliott stormed into the league and just was a pass catching running machine. So it, that could be a wash. We'll, we'll wait and see. So yeah, I'm not going to crucify him for passing on David Johnson. Yeah, I agree. I love Joe Mixon in the second and Tyreek in the third. Um, again. Thielen in the eighth is a steal. Uh, he was going in the fourth, fifth round most drafts. Sometimes early as a third. So I do like Mixon also. Yeah. I I debated taking him in the in the second round. Yeah, you had um, him as a keeper, didn't you? Mixon, no. Oh, okay. Oh no, that no, was. I, I would have yeah. kept him. Yeah. Um, but I debated taking him in the second round. So I I do like that pick. 
Um, obviously, Thielen's a steal just because he pretty much came out of the woodworks as a really reliable receiver. Uh, lots of targets. His catch ratio is pretty good. So in the eighth round, that's that's awesome. But I actually uh, I don't mind this team looking through it. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh except, except for the last for my, pick. <laughs> except for the last pick. Yep. Now, okay. <laughs> in theory, that's a good pick because I probably would have taken him in the last round if he was still there. I love Dan Bailey. He's the second most accurate kicker in of all time. And he's only and thirty he's years Dallas old. His most accurate kicker, and he gets fucking cut for a rookie. Yep. So and it's just it's just cap reasons. It's just to save them three million dollars this year. Yep. So Dan Bailey's. So Mike's going in without a kicker his first week, and um, one thing I want to get to at the end of this uh, the draft recap or the the waiver rules and whatnot because we I want to discuss that with you and give you some reasons and we'll maybe hash it out and you know throw some things out there for everybody. Okay. So anything else you love or you hate on Mike's team? Because um, I have a couple. I, I do like Matt Stafford in the 13th. Um, I think he could have just gone with him instead of Matt Ryan, and he probably could have picked up another receiver or running back at that point at the 10th. But Stafford in the 13th, I think he's going to have a hell of a season. Um, I was, If I didn't get Wentz so early and relied so heavily on him to be the guy, um, obviously not factoring in the fa- his injury and that he's not even cleared for contact, I was probably going to try to reach for Stafford later on in the draft. Just because yeah. I think he's he's due for a, a good bounce back year. I think you know the. I mean, he's got the talent. Ryan's got the talent. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but if you yeah. have the two of them, what are the chances that one of them is going to have a really good year? Pretty high. So I Pretty think high. that may not may not have been the worst move ever on his part. So he's going to have a stud quarterback. Is just figuring out which one. Yeah, and playing the uh, right one at the right time. So you got to play the right. Um, Real quick, I, I like Jarvis Landry. It's just it's just the Browns, which is tough because you don't really know the situation. Uh, if Mayfield's going to be in there or Tyrod is going to be throwing the ball, he doesn't like to look down the field, although Jarvis likes to go across the middle. He's a super talented receiver, tough as nails. Could be a good pick, but it depends on volume. Well, that's um, the thing, and that's this is the same argument I have with the Panthers as the volume is. I mean, they have they do have Josh Gordon. They do have the rookie that um, drawing a blank on Callaway. Callaway, who's super talented, he just has a he's a freaking idiot. He's just uh, a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, they have they have the freaking tight end and Joku. They have you know Duke Johnson out of the backfield, Carlos Hyde, and even Nick Chubb if he decides to get going. They have so much talent all around that, especially if it's Tyrod or Tyrod Taylor, whatever you want to call him these days, if he's a quarterback, he throws eighteen to twenty passes at most a game. How many of those are going to go Jarvis Landry's way? You know, it's. I actually like Manuel Sanders, the next pick down, more than Landry. I think he's going to have a higher volume, especially with Case Keenum. I, I mean, yeah, the I mean, only defense I'm going to have is that when Tarod's in there, he throws, he averages about four passes a game that are 20 yards or further. So, those aren't I like Landry as, nah, those as someone that runs a good route and goes across the middle. He's going to get the volume where I think more until Josh Gordon really gets integrated. He's more of an outside guy. I think Landry's probably the has the biggest fantasy value on the Browns right now in Week One. But so Landry's also never played next to a monster tight end like Njoku. So I mean, that's going to be somebody that's taking up a target or two here from there from him as well. Or maybe taking up a defender so he has one on one coverage. You yeah. never know, but could. It, it could be worse. I agree with you. I love Sanders. I yeah. love Manny Sanders. I actually wanted him, and he got snagged in front of me from Mike. So I um, was a little disappointed with that, but I think that he fought through an injury last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Keenum is much better than Paxton Lynch or, or Trevor Simeon, uh, even though I'm not a big fan of Keenum. He's still a, a better quarterback. And yep. Manny Sanders yep. is good. He, I don't like Demarius Thomas. I think he's a fucking soft as baby shit. And he's old. He's old, but he he's just old. doesn't yeah. have it. He's just a pussy. Yeah. Like, Manny Sanders is tough. Like that's someone. That's someone I want on the Pats. Like not I only that, they said he was hurt all last year. I wouldn't like yeah. I said. I'm, I see him having a huge bounce back here. I think honestly, I think Demarius is going to get bounced down to the third string behind the rookie Cortland Sutton, who I did draft by the way. Um, Cortland Sutton, they say, is as big as a tight end and faster than freaking half the other receivers in the league. So. Yeah, I mean, let's save our vitriol and oh. hatred for Demarius Thomas till we get to Chris's picks, because yeah. we all hate him. But yeah. we can agree that Manny Sanders is a great pick in the fifth round, and yep. he could be a stud this year. He should, Anyone he else you love or hate on his team? Um, ah, no, I mean, like I said, I mean, it sucks for Dan Bailey, but, you know, that'll be... I think everybody else fell right where they should have, you know, between Penny, Shepard, 
Uh, Breida, well, I think Shepard could be the same thing as Manny Sanders, yeah. where he was hurt last year. Now you have a healthy Odell Beckham and Barkley uh, and Ingram. Now that he's got a few years under his belt in the league, I think he could see a lot more one-on-one coverage on the other side. I, agree. I think that yeah. he could be a good pick in the ninth round. I think yeah. Shepard can put up some good numbers, you know, 800-plus yards, and seven touchdowns, something like that. Yeah. The Breida pick, now that uh, McKinnon's done, starting to look pretty smart. But, I mean, we'll it, it see. He's still hurt, too. If he was starting, but yeah. Alfred Morris is going to be starting, yeah. so it yeah. still isn't a great pick. Uh, we'll see. You know, I mean, last year he... They started subbing him in more for Carlos Hyde towards the end of the season. As a Carlos Hyde owner, I noticed this, and it was pissing me off. Well, so, Carlos Hyde blows, and anyone who drafts him is a fucking moron. We'll get to them. So, um, all right, so we're going to go on to the next pick. Uh, I think it was number six was John. John, yeah. And he got Julio at number six. In a half-point yeah. PPR, again, this is somebody I would have taken over Fournette. Um, you know, I think he offers... He's going to give way more. I think he had a down year last year, and he still finished as, I think, the number six or number seven receiver in the league. He's going to get 12-plus targets a game. He's going to have 1,400 yards in a half-point PPR. If you pass up Julio Jones in the top five, six picks, I mean, depending on where the keeper's lined up, that's that's tough to do. So I feel like Jake really dropped the ball. My favorite topic is shitting on Jake, so I'm going to keep going back to that. Good. But... But for John, this is a great pick for him. And I really hate John. Um, Not personally, well, maybe a little personally, but because all these fucking studs keep falling to him in the draft. So it makes him appear a lot smarter than we all know he really is, which is frustrating. I mean, the thing is, getting to keep Dalvin Cook for the fourth round pick (sighs) is, that just was able to set, that just, it was a great pick last year. You know, he picked him up as a rookie, but then... That that was able to set him up so he could take Julio, so he could take Gronk in the second and not be you know hamstring by not having a running back you know paired with the, the receiver. Absolutely, could take, I mean we yeah. can all agree Dalvin Cook's a top fifteen pick in any standard format, exactly. PPR format with no keepers or whatever. So he's a stud. To get him in the fourth round is already setting your team up for yeah. success. And then when Julio falls to you in the sixth pick, like now you're rolling. Now you got two studs to go off of. And then you get Gronk in the third. Now you have uh, literally a Gronk number in the one. Second. Or in the second, yeah, you have a number one position player at every position, this major position, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the, the Marshawn. Steal for me is Evans uh, in the third. See, I, I'm not a. I love Mike Evans. Yeah. I know you're not a big fan, yeah, but you know well, what? James Winston's a tool bag. He may not even get the job when he comes off suspension back in week four. If Fitzy is throwing the ball well, he's going to keep the job. 65% of his passes, um, he targets. The number one wide receiver, which is Mike Evans. He's going to get the looks. He's going to throw him the ball 10, 12, 14 times a game. He's going to get the looks. Evans is too good, and he was undervalued this year. That could be the best pick. Yeah. Well, again, as a uh, former Mike Evans owner from last season and watching Fitzy throw him the ball when Winston was injured, watching those 12 to 15 targets sail over his head, dig into the ground, or then he just turned you know, and threw to the tight ends because they were in the middle and easier to hit. Um, that's where I draw my line. It, it just, I wouldn't have taken Mike Evans until the fourth, personally. I think you could have gotten someone else that would have been a little more consistent. That's why I took Amari Cooper over him. I thought Cooper was offered more upside than Evans just based on, and it's also the same thing with the targets. They have actually two tight ends that are target, you know, between O.J. Howard and uh, Ke- uh and Bray. They have two uh, other receivers. They have uh, Deshaun Jackson, who's old, but he can still run. He can still fly. They have the uh, second-year player, Godwin, who's a freaking... He's, they're saying he's the next you know, up-and-coming young receiver you know, for the Bucks. You know what? This so, sounds like the breakdown of a butt-hurt former Evans owner just because he produced for you last year. That's exactly, exactly what, it what it is. Yep. I know. Evans, all right, Evans, well, Evans can go Let's suck go. on some small white balls for all I care. So... We got a, um, what do you think about Marshawn in the fifth? I like it. I, I think he's a starting running back. The Raiders have one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, I think he's not going to be beast mode like he was a few years ago, but it showed one thing when he had, I think it was a 70-yard run, his first play from scrimmage in the preseason game, first game. It got called back by a penalty, but that penalty wasn't related to the actual um his run, it didn't affect it at all. It was an away from the ball penalty, 
And I think once they saw that, they saw what he had. They saw he still had the juice, and he was outrunning cornerbacks. Not not cornerbacks that had to stop and turn around to try to catch him. He was sprinting right past him when they were trying to run and catch up to him. He looked I mean, great. I do think he's on the wrong side of 30, so he is his body is going to break down. Yep. But I think if they can limit his totes to maybe 20 a game, I think that he could be a really good value pick. He still yep. is the starting running back. He's the goal line back. He's he going to put up fantasy yep. numbers. You know, he is. may yeah. not be touching the ball and catching out of the backfield 25 times a game, but he's going to get the ball when you're at the goal line. So I do like that pick. Yep. And then I'll have to say, after that pick, his team is a bag of dicks. They, it is. they all the, uh... I hate the rest of his team. I, there's nothing I like. I mean, if I'm telling you after round five, my favorite pick is the Chargers defense, you know your team blows. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the good thing he has going for him is his starting lineup is going to be nails until one of them gets hurt. Then he has nothing. So, right, yeah, then he's screwed. But yeah. he does have four top-line studs at the yeah. top and then a 1B with Marshawn. But exactly. he's got four, like, legit, arguable first-dish round picks. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, yeah. And that's going to carry him. So, and, and then his son's going to tell him who to take on the waiver wire and he'll be fine. <laughs> Exactly. So we'll move on to Dan. He had the ninth pick. Uh, his keeper was Ezekiel Elliott in the second round, which... He had the seventh pick, right? Uh, are we at the seventh? Yeah, we are at the seventh. I'm sorry. I'm reading this in the uh, wrong order here. Yep, he had the seventh pick. So he kept Zeke in the second round. Obviously took him there last year because everybody thought he was going to be suspended for a long period of time. Sure. He got suspended uh, later on in the year, but uh-huh. don't we look like the idiots now? So... I'm used to that, but I mean, yeah. yeah, still, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, you pick him up, he gets suspended in the middle of the year, you're not going to drop him. You know yeah. he's coming back. So, still, sure. that's, it's, it's a good pick. It's, it's a risky pick at the beginning of the year last year, but it paid off. And as soon yeah. as you knew he was only out six games, then great. You're like, I have a stud keeper next year. So, that's a great keeper. It's a great yeah. keeper. So, I want to throw out a couple names for you uh, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Devonta Freeman, Jordan Howard. Those are people that were available after he picked, <clears throat> excuse me, with his first round pick after he picked uh, Michael Thomas. Would you have taken any of them ahead of Michael Thomas? I would have taken Melvin Gordon. I think so too. I think Melvin is just a freaking beast. Um, same thing where he's the number one Half back. Point he's PPR, catching, yeah. absolutely. He's going to be. He's, so, Chargers are an underrated team this year. They should have yeah. had about three or four more wins if their kicker didn't blow. Yeah. So he, I agree. He's, I, I really am a fan of Melvin Gordon this year, and I would have taken him. I do like Michael Thomas, and I yeah. think that the Saints are going to be a fantasy wagon, but I still would have taken Gordon there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not a terrible pick. I mean, that's, you know, what do you prefer? But same thing. It's I not, think, but I mean, if yeah. you start your team off with Melvin Gordon and Zeke, yeah. that's a tough one-two combo. Yeah, especially when his second running back is Kenyon Drake. Who? What do you think about him in the third round? I think he's going to lose reps to Frank Gore, and it's going to be hilarious. That's going to make I my think day. <laughs> that you picked a dolphin in the third round, yep. you blow. Like, they might they might win four games this year. So you don't take them. You don't take the Jets. You don't take the Bills. Like we're gonna we're gonna get into that later. Yep. But I mean, no, I, I wouldn't take it. They're going to suck. They're going to suck. You really think that they're going to be comfortable handing the ball off to Kenyon Drake when they're down by 20 points in the first five minutes? Mm-hmm. No, Tannehill is going to be sitting there, hucking the ball all over creation, trying to get back his lead. The only thing they have going for him is Tannehill's girlfriend is hot. That's it. Yeah, that's it. She is they hot. They suck. She is hot. But they got nothing. The, anyone who picked a dolphin, you're an idiot. Yeah. So, I mean... Obviously, I mean, if we're going to get to stupid picks, and, you know, we can blame it on his old age and his eyesight, but J.J. Nelson, what a fuck-up. I mean, I mean, that's you know, epic. I so, mean, and Jake with the, the hate pick later on in the round, you know, I think four picks later, three picks later to freaking go grab Jordy. I, I just enjoy that thoroughly. Um, yeah. The fact it's like, you know, at first I felt bad, and I was like, yeah, let him switch it. And then I was like, no, you know, he walked up there. You look at the sticker, you peel off the sticker, you place the sticker on the board. You have multiple chances to verify your pick, that you have the yeah. correct team, the correct bye week, the correct name. And if you're not paying attention, then that's the price you pay. Sorry, Dan, that sucks. So the one guy that I think is going to, that could be a steal 
Um, not a steal now, but la- looking on later on in the draft or later in the year is going to be Mike Williams. I think he is a freaking beast. I think he is going to be a freaking monster for the Chargers down the road. He's another one of those receivers that looks like a defensive lineman when he's out there, but he just has athleticism. He can run, jump, he can do everything. He was hurt before, so no one really can see what they do yep. unless they watch college ball, and no one watches college ball unless you're a degenerate gambler. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So he you and Mike know Mike stud. Williams. Know he's a monster, and he gets his chance. I think you know he's gonna get. He's gonna start challenging. I mean, Keenan Allen's gonna be the possession receiver, but once they get in the red zone, all he has to do is look over and see this guy who's six inches taller than everybody else, and has a wingspan well, like Jason Pierre-Paul, and he's going to Normally, him. I would agree with you. I think he's going to get some decent yards, but they did just re-sign his binky, Antonio Gates. Yeah, that um, was just that was out of necessity, though, because they lost right, but the Hunter point, Henry, and they lost another is, tight end, too. So, yeah, okay, but what are you going to have when you need, like, a 40-yard gain, and you're at the opposing 20-yard line? Are you going to throw it down the sideline to Gates or Williams? You're going to throw it to Williams. Absolutely. Now, what about when you're in the red zone and you need a touchdown? You're going to throw it to the huge, like, 300-pound black man who's, like, 6'6 up the middle, and that's Gates. Oh, that's also Mike Williams. Mike Williams makes Antonio Gates look like me standing next to you, so... Well, true, but (laughs) Gates is a little bit thicker, so... Oh, he's he, going to get the targets. You all I have to say is he's fat. That's it. <laughs> so. he, has to, he has to add to his 114 career touchdowns. Yeah. Which Gronk will pass in, I think, three years at this rate. If so. he plays. If all he right, plays. anyone else on the team worth mention? Yeah. Yes, for me. So I'm just going to go in and say, like, I don't know, like, I hate Drake. Yep. Schuster, I don't know. I don't love him in the fourth round. No. Uh, he could be good. I just don't love him. Yeah. Well, uh, Dan also had the uh, the benefit of having two fourth-round picks, so he could he could play with that. You know, and that's... He could. Ertz, Ertz will be fine. Yep. Like, all that's fine. Great. He should go there. I like uh, Marquise Goodwin. Yep. No, I, I think he has some decent picks. Um, I think his running backs are going to be hurting, and he's going to be asking for trades pretty early on for a running back. Uh, Jamal Williams is... He's not even going to no. hardly see the field. Maybe, no. maybe the first week or two, and then yeah. he'll be out in Green yeah, Bay. Once, yeah, once uh, Aaron comes back, he's gone. Keep your eye on Goodwin, though. I like that pick. I, 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 I do. I think he's a good player. We'll see. We'll see. Yet to, to be determined. So okay, no. fair enough. But I'm saying he's <laughs> yeah. going to be a good pick. Yeah. Uh, All right, who's next? We got Chris. Uh, great, pit, great keeper with the uh, eighth pick with Odell Beckham. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's, right. that's so, probably close to where he'd be going anyway. Yep. Yeah, so we can move on from Chris because that's about all we can talk about on his team. Um, mm. Taking McCoy in the second, who was a Buffalo Bill. As you okay, said, we're going to well, talk about what, Buffalo what I Bills. Just say, and say three Bills, three Dolphins, Jets. Analysis ago. Yeah. So he took uh, a bill. Yeah, I, I actually I do Jeff like Diggs. Sucks. I like Diggs in the third. Um, yeah, no, I do. I mean, he's right around yeah. Thielen, like in in most of the the draft rankings. He was pretty close to him. He's an outside guy, decent hands. He'll high point the ball. He's fast. I do like Diggs. Uh, yeah. That's a decent pick in the third round. I mean, he's going like late second, so I mean that's a good value for him. I hate McCoy. I hate a Jaya. Yep. Demarius Thomas, again, soft as puppy poo. He blows. Burkhead, you can never take a Pats running back because you never know who the – it's a turnstile back. Yep. So you don't know who's going to get the ball. He could have 20 points one week and none the next. I will say when Burkhead's been healthy, he's been – I don't want to say dominant, but he's been as consistent as it gets for a Patriots running back. He's been a viable yep. offensive so, option. He can catch the ball. He plays well. The problem is you never know when it's coming. So that's that's the problem that I have with that pick. That's what I have the problem with all Pat's backs. Well, week one last year, who was the first running back they went to on the goal line before he got hurt? Gillisley got three. No, it was Burkhead first. They went to him and he got hurt, and then they started giving it to Gillisley. So, so I you never know. Got, I mean, I yeah. guess they had Deion Lewis the second half of the year. They pretty much yeah. fed him the ball. But yeah, yeah. Burkhead was you never know what they're going to do. Yeah. Let's see. Anyone else on his team worth talking about at all? Kirk Cousins was a reach. Uh, Jared sure. Goff, you know, he is what he is. He has potential, but he's still, yeah. I mean, Trey Burton, that's probably about right for him. Nothing special. I mean, yeah. He's being I, called the breakout candidate of the year, so that could be something. So uh, that's uh, maybe the one pick of his that I wouldn't sleep on too much just because of where he was drafted and. The potential I mean, that's being talked about. I mean, he's replacing Zach Miller, who retired after having his leg fall off. Um, Which I mean, was not ruled a touchdown, by the way. Well, it has <laughs> it shouldn't have been. It was um, a touchdown. 
That was well, absolutely. It depends on which rules you follow. <laughs> this year's it is. Yeah. Last year's now. Yeah. Yeah. So but, we're uh, gonna. They have Allen Robinson. I guess it depends on Allen Robinson, and it depends on Jordan Howard if he can actually hold on to the ball or how much they utilize Cohen. But he'll be okay. I don't think he's going to be, you know, twelve hundred yards and ten touchdowns yeah. um, as a tight end. But I mean, he'll be fine. But eighth round, uh, yeah, yeah like, we'll you know, it's it's All not right. a great pick. It's not a terrible pick. So we're going to move on to you guys. You had the ninth pick overall. You kept uh, Antonio Brown, which. I was actually shocked. Um, I thought you had some other people on your team that were viable keepers that you could have kept a little later on. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, I I was a little bit upset and, you know, I was a little brokenhearted the whole time as as I didn't have my my partner there to really break down everything. Um, I don't know, Fournette in the second, maybe a keeper, but not over Antonio. The only one that I would have thought, I mean, Ertz in the eighth, yeah, okay, maybe, but not really. It's just a tight end. Who gives a shit? The only one I would have thought of was Keenan Allen in the fourth. All right, so this is where you got to shut up and i got to rip you guys to shreds. I think Royce Freeman in the third, I think you could have gotten him in the fourth. Um, And Lamar Miller, I think you could have gotten him in the fifth. Corey Davis, I feel like you picked everybody around too early. That's the one thing I look at your draft. It's everybody was one round too early. Now the thing is, granted, you you take who you like and that's what it is, and you got your team that you want. But I just feel like you could have gotten all them later and gotten other impactful players in those rounds. And really, I don't know if Delaney. He usually doesn't make it past the second round, so I feel like that's a great pick in the end. Yeah, that's the one that. Yeah, you're right. He the fact that he slid that long and Scott didn't, you know. You know, jump all over the sticker and lick it before you got a chance and said his germs. You know, you're pretty lucky with that. So uh, based on that, I mean, just based on your analysis, so I should have waited to get Devonte Adams in the third. Devonte Adams wouldn't have made it, but I'm saying okay. from the third, on, just I want to say the third through the fifth, those three through five picks, Freeman, Miller, and v- Davis. I think you could have got them all around later. Um, you already talked about how much you hate Carlos Hyde. No, he, so, that guy's awful. So it's a good thing you picked him. And then um, anyone who takes him is a dickhead too. Yeah. The uh, I like the Drew Brees pick and the Mahomes pick. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you could have done a little more to, uh, you know, because now you have, I mean, you have Aaron Jones who's suspended, Devontae Booker who's a bum, uh, Carlos Hyde who's a bum, uh, Freeman who's unknown right now, and Miller who's a starting running back on the, I think they rated them the second worst, or the 31st best um, offensive line in football right now. So, <clears throat> will Miller get a little more room because Watson's back? Maybe, but, eh. I, I Again, he I think you could have gotten him in the fifth round. You probably could have, I feel like in the third round, you could have picked up a Marshawn Lynch type running back that's a bona fide starter that's going to get production early. Now, will it last? Who knows, but... Are you really going to take a 30-plus-year-old running back who's a little tired in the third round, or are you going to take the young kid, the kid with upside that could be a stud? I mean, I feel like oh. not necessarily the time to take chances, but if I had to That's pick between those two yeah. in the third, I would take Freeman. Yeah, well. And I did. So, um, if, that's the, if that's the biggest critique is I took most people around too early, then I'll take that. No, I, I think the, uh, the one pick that I absolutely do not – I can't stand is and granted it's the thirteenth round, who really cares? But Devontae Booker. I mean, you could have picked him up at week four on the waivers if you were that excited about him. <laughs> I wasn't. You know why yeah. I took him in case Freeman blows out his knee and everyone else overreacts and bids yeah. crazy money for him. That's the only I hate Booker. Yeah. I just took him in case Freeman gets hurt. Yeah. Or so, looks like shit in the first couple weeks because he's still an unknown. Yeah. What do you think about Robbie Gould in the fifteenth? I love it. I mean you got a kicker. Congratulations. <laughs> so, oh, he's white, though, and he's yeah. really good. Yeah, I think I think we have all white kickers this year. I'm uh, not sure. I haven't actually done the uh, you know the skin graft check, but I think we're getting all white yeah. kickers this year. So, yeah. all right, we're getting a little long here, so we're going to buzz through these last uh, three. We have Scott Camuso. His keeper was DeAndre Hopkins in the fourth, which is right. outstanding. Um, it's a stud. That, that's a top 3-4 yep. receiver right there. Easy in the yeah. fourth round that should set your team up for success unless you're a complete idiot. But and to his credit, I think his first three picks before Hopkins were actually set him up pretty good. He has two very capable, steady running backs. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think Tate's going to be if he stays on Detroit and he doesn't get traded to the Pats, I think he'll be good. If he gets traded to the Pats, which is what they keep floating on the sports hub, um, that'd be friggin' outstanding. Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard. He's not yeah. a super sexy name, but it's hard to argue with 90-plus catches the past three years or yep. whatever. And half-point PPR, yep. Golden Tate's going to put up the numbers. So exactly. I like that pick, and then I'm going to have to go to my standard almost everything after the fourth round yeah. is a bag of dicks. The only one I like is Deshaun Watson just because of the upside. I mean, if he's anywhere near what he was last year, he's going to win. He could win the league. You know, I mean, he was just a freaking absolute stud before he got hurt, and, you know, he was freaking crushing everybody. I guess I'm just against stuff like that or taking Brady with your keeper in the fourth. Just quarterbacks just seem like they're going way too soon. Like you can get something viable in the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, whatever. Or like Alex Smith in the thirteenth, who's steady as it gets. Like I said, if you have a freaking solid roster in front of him, he's gonna he'll give you those. Like the difference between him and Watson, maybe what ten points in a game if they go like you know. So it's. Yeah, at best. I mean, at most, I'd say 10 points. So, so I, I feel mean, like you can get value later. But okay, so we, we both like Watson, just not quite right there. Yeah. There could be some upside with Joku, but the again, yeah. it's, it's a Brown, so you never know. You never know yeah. how many points they're going to be putting up. Exactly. And then, you know, I love the Ravens' defense that first week. I have them in two other leagues because you know where they're playing the first week? Where are they playing the first week? The Buffalo Bills. Oh, and great. Nathan And Nathan Peterman. So, That's true. Okay, so they should dominate that. So I'm playing Scott the first week, so his defense is probably going to get 45 points, and I'm going to lose based on that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm playing Jake the first week. So never mind. Scratch no, that. all right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll jump over to the other Josh, uh, yep. Lavasser. He kept Todd Gurley with technically the 11th pick, so it's a great pick. Sure. Fantastic. Um, yep. And then after that, wah, 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 wah. Wah. say bye to McKinnon. <laughs> Second, okay, so he He's dead. arguably has the best keeper. Well, one of the best keepers. One of the best keepers. I mean, I still like Hopkins in the fourth. That's the best Hopkins, keeper. yeah, I think that's the best one in the draft. That's the so best one. Be, but yeah. Gurley's still great. I mean, you yep. get Gurley towards the end of the first round, stud. Oh, God, McKinnon, that, that blows. Yep. Non-contact, ACL blown out, gone for the year. Yep. Second-round pick. Like, you're so, Now, this is where we can bring this up. I put in the IR spot this year, and I was looking through the rosters just before we signed on, and uh, he already moved him into the IR spot. Pretty solid move. So once waivers open, he has an open roster spot he can fill without having to drop anybody. Okay. Uh, right. Now, looking at his roster, he's probably going to drop three or four people, but uh, I think, <laughs> you know... Uh, the back-to-back tight ends and Greg Olson and Jimmy Graham. I don't know what that's all about. I mean, you can play them both. You can. It's a receiver. It's a receiver. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, Cooks, like, I just, I don't know how much he's gonna yeah. Fitz- get the ball out there. With there's a lot of mouths to feed, but I mean, that could be good. He's usually good for a, close to a thousand yards. Yeah, six, seven, eight scores. But you know, the thing is, he's is, just not steady. But that's where he, he did well with balancing Fitzgerald and Cooks. Because Fitzgerald will be the steady 15 points a week. You know what you're going to get. You know, every now and then he'll get the 20 points. He's going to catch everything that's thrown at him. Exactly. He's gonna, he, now that he's yeah. a, a slot guy and he plays on the inside, he's he's put up nine. I know he's like 34, but I mean, he's been putting up numbers. He's good. Yeah. Um, the two fourth round picks, I mean. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't like quarterbacks early, but I mean, I guess if you're going to go early, that's probably the one to get. Yeah, and it was it was a luxury pick because of the trade. So, sure. you know, I mean, that's what the thing is. I wish we had more draft pick trades because you can do things like this. You can, if you know you're not going to make it when you're down in the, you know, further down the season. And I actually moved the trade deadline back this year. Uh, to I think it's between weeks 10 and 11. So... I'll give you a little more definition of where you're standing as far as whether you're going to be a buyer or seller at the deadline. And you can trade those studs for you know that you're not going to keep for a higher draft pick, you know, so you can bolster your position, so you can make those luxury picks like he made in the fourth round. Um, sure. <clears throat> the uh, all right. So, what do you think of his draft after, let's say, round five? Um, the two tight ends, I think, are stupid. Um, I think I like Olsen. It's still maybe a little early, but yeah, I don't know about Graham. Yeah, I don't know about Graham either. I mean, he's been just old and slow for the past three years. I mean, when you when you you rip your patella off, usually that's you don't really come back from that. <laughs> you, I'm well. pretty sure you need that. Yeah, that's um, that's part of your. But Olsen's been a stud for years, yeah. so I can't knock him for taking Olsen yeah. in the fifth. He's, a, so, he's a, I mean, still a little early, but he's a viable pass catcher. He's going to probably be the number one target I agree. for Cam Newton. So, so but the I rest actually, of his team again. Yeah. I like Peyton Barber at the eighth pick. Um, 
he's a well, starting he's a starter, but he's a starter. keep in mind that Fitzpatrick, who you shit on thoroughly, um, yep. is the quarterback. And you know if they're going to blow as much as you say they're going to, then they're they going to throw the ball all day because yep, they they're going to be behind. But a starting running back is a starting running back. So I mean, you need you need one on it, especially after he lost, you know, McKinnon. That's going to help. Um, I think it's going to be a big plus for him. Um, Aguilar. Well, I mean, that's it. Who else does he have for a running back? That's it. So right, you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> yep. That's hey. I offered him a trade. Like I traded for Case Keenum. You know, for Nick Chubb. Now Nick Chubb isn't much, but it's a running back. He's and I offered than having an empty slot week one. I offered him a different running back for someone else on his team. I'm not going to trade shame anybody, but he had the opportunity to bolster his running back core after McKinnon went down. And uh, he didn't act on it fast enough. We'll just put it that way. Uh, I think Aguilar, for the first few weeks, while um, Alshon's you know, hurt and coming back, I think Aguilar is going to be good, assuming that you know Carson Wentz gets back in there, hopefully week two or three. And I think Jimmy G has a chance to be good, but he took Aaron Rodgers. He's never going to play Jimmy G. What's the point right. of taking Jimmy G if you have Aaron Rodgers? I mean, yeah, it's going to be it, trade bait. Yeah, it's but I mean, even last year he was, I think, throughout his last five six weeks that Jimmy G played, I think at like the highest he got was I think a quarterback eight, and he was you know between eight and fifteen the whole time. So he wasn't exactly he was winning games, but he wasn't lighting it up. He's never going to play. He had like what seven touchdowns to yeah. five picks or some shit. Like he's not going to play. If you have Rodgers on the team, yeah. I mean, Garoppolo's a good pick up for like a bye week but exactly. I wouldn't have drafted him in the 10th when you have Aaron Rodgers yep. like there's too much other talent you can get on the scrap heap yeah I think everything after that up until Tyler Lockett is just a garbage draft I actually like Lockett a lot he just got he just got paid so you know some people that I they're gonna perform or cash it in but I mean Lockett yep. in the 15th is yep. pretty good I mean he's it's depending on um Baldwin and his yep. injury and how he looks week one yeah, so I think yeah, I think Lockett could be his steal of the draft in this one. Um, Agreed. I think everybody else is freaking. He he's going to need some some depth. Um, obviously, he needs a running back. And uh, hey, phone lines are open. Yes. Give me a call. Sure. Make the <laughs> And then we'll go to Scott. All right, let's finish the, up there. Uh, defending defending champ. He got uh, Kareem Hunt was his keeper. Um, uh, getting a with, cunt in the third round. In the third nice round, job. it's a great pick. And then I don't. I like his first two picks. The fact that he's able to get Melvin at the twelfth pick, like I said, I think he could have gone. Uh, let's see, seven. Yeah, he could Eight. have gone way, way earlier than what he did. Um, he should have gone way earlier, in my opinion, or at least a few picks earlier. Yeah. But yeah, with with the keepers in place, he yeah. probably should have gone much earlier. So, what do you think about the back to back Chargers? I mean, I don't know. I, I say take the talent that's there. I, yeah. Sometimes people have a strategy of don't take too many people on the same team. But if they're studs, they're studs. Like, are you not going to take Antonio and Le'Veon if you have the chance to have them both? Oh, no, of course. Of course. You but, take the studs. So I have no problem with it. I think the Chargers are going to be kind of a wagon this year. That's one of my teams. Yeah. So I, I think they're both going to be viable fantasy options and put up big points. I got no problem yeah. with it. Yeah, I hate Crabtree in the fifth. I think that was yeah. – yeah, I don't like that. Crowell, Jones. Well, he didn't have a fourth-round pick, so that kind of screwed yeah. him. Yeah, that's um, I. Yeah, the rest of his team after his first three. I mean, he hey, has a Jaguars defense. Isn't going to do anything. He's nope. got fumbleitis down in Tampa. Yeah. Um, Cameron he's, Meredith, he's coming back off injury. He showed flashes as a rookie with Chicago, but did now he get he's cut? in. No, he's in the Saints. No, did he get cut from the Saints? Is what I, I thought. He was on the bubble. I I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I have to double check on that. I thought he was on the bubble. I'm not sure if he actually made it or not. But um, oh well, if he got cut, well then that definitely yeah. sucks. Um, um, I actually Jaguars like Jaguars in the tenth. I actually, yeah, I mean tenth. So he'll have you know three viable starters and a defense. So the tenth though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean the tenth. You got him three, four, or five rounds later. You know it's. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, you can't yeah. bring yourself to take a defense in the tenth. No, there's too much like, talent. There's too much talent to take one that early. Like I like Will Lutz too, but I mean, I guess he took him in the fourteenth. Okay, I yeah. was looking at his. He has two fifteenth round picks. Yeah. Um, okay, so whatever. That's you can you can get over that. I think mm-hmm. the best pick that he made because uh, the first two are really no brainers. You don't yeah. have to use your brain to pick up Gordon or Allen when Hunt's your keeper. 
Everyone else on his team blows. I think Philip Rivers could not save him, but keep him somewhat in the hunt with the 12th round pick. I like Pete Rivers. I, I mean, he's going all in on the Chargers, so he is. if the Chargers are what everyone thinks they're going to be this year, then that could save him, but this could also bury him. You know, I want to tell you the sneaky pick that I think is going to be one of his... It's not going to help him win a championship, but I think it's going to help you know maintain his team and keep his team steady for a little bit. Is uh, Seals Jones in the 13th. He's a big athletic tight end for the Cardinals. He has Sam Bradford, who likes to throw short check down passes to the tight ends and people right in the middle of the field. Right Bradford's favorite thing is squeezing it into his young tight end. Exactly. So, so you know, look for that right yeah. up the middle. Sam Bradford and his baggy white sleeves that he wears under his uniform are going to be finding Seals Jones. And then, like I said, I told you earlier, we trade made a trade, Case Keenum, for Nick Chubb. So technically his last pick was a a potential running back with upside. So Okay. You, know, you could do worse for, the, for your last pick in the draft. Exactly. So. You can't shit on that, but I mean, okay, so Seals Jones, back to that, I, I agree with that, that could be a good red zone target, I mean, who else is he going to be throwing to? He's going to be throwing to, obviously, Fitzy, and J.J. Yep. Uh, Nelson. J.J. <laughs> Nelson, and <laughs> David Johnson, and that's it. Right. I mean, it's Sam Bradford's not throwing the ball more than 15 yards down the field, so... Nope. I mean, they built the team around him from the looks of it just like that. Or they didn't build it. The team was already there, but they brought him well, in. Well, he's going to have 50 on the inside. Then he's going to yeah. have Seals Jones is probably going to be running. I mean, you're not going to send him up the seam that much. No. Um, and then Johnson for leaking out the backfield for the check yeah. down. Yeah. So, I mean, again. Not a bad pick. I'll tell you the one thing I'm not a big fan of, and I even did this in another league and I'm not proud of it, is drafting a um, – handcuff Mm. you know i'd rather wait later on in the season to get a handcuff or just you know speculatively pick them up one week then drop them the next Uh, i just i'm not a big fan of drafting handcuffs even though i did it um i also did it when i took booker um and i I kind of lost a little bit of my soul when i made that pick because i hate Devontae booker but yeah yeah i don't know i just figured some dickhead would take him off waivers for way too much if freeman goes down or something yeah. <clears throat> so that's a draft. Um, all in all, pretty much a success. Yeah, uh, most, well, it went well. Most I mean, people were there. Yeah, everybody was there this year. Almost everybody. We had the. This is the uh, first year everybody showed up, and everybody's been oh, almost uh, everybody. Well, I mean, in spirit, he did respond to one of my texts. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Mike did respond to one text. There uh, was a broken heart above our yes, names for a there reason. There was. So. Uh, Real quick, week one, I'm playing against my brother Jake. Um, now that I have a quarterback, um, favored by, oh, it looks like seven or six points, um, which means nothing. So, playing the uh, sibling bowl right off the bat. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. Good. You got John and Craig playing uh, the cocaine hookers and booze. And balloon knots going there, yep. yeah. Yep, the balloon knots, yep. Uh, you're playing that against. That looks like it's a pretty tight. Pretty yep. tight contest. You're playing against my cousin Rob. Um, it looks like it's going to be close, but I honestly don't. I don't know. I can't see it. And I think that all these scores are the week one inflation, and it's going to quickly, you know, regress to the mean. Um, oh yeah, water know, will see its own level quickly. Yeah. So, Zap. They're all pretty close. They're <laughs> all pretty close. The closest one is going to be Chris and Scott with like, you know, one point. Yeah, I think it's going to be that's going to be a forty-five to fifty-two slugfest. So oh, we'll that's see how that one goes point, on. Right? No, yeah. that's that's a tenth of a point difference in projections. Oh, projections, that. yeah, but I don't think they're going to score that high. I think that's when right. well, Sean McCoy friggin' blows out his hamstring after his offensive line doesn't, you know, and Nathan Peterman gets him killed on. He's probably sent well, him across. I mean, you know. Obviously, if, if you're looking at the yeah. the projected score, um, you're projected to score the most points in the entire league. Yeah, so that's, that's all a bunch of horseshit. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So I mean. It's gonna be a fun week one. You know, obviously it's you know a new season. We'll get to see who who uh, who won the draft after week one. But then you know, then it all goes down to hell. Uh, sure. So that's pretty much gonna wrap up our podcast. Again, very long today, but we're gonna be yeah. Uh, we're a little on the lengthy side. Just I mean, it's the first one of the year. Got to yep. go through the draft. It takes time. So sorry if anyone yep. even stayed with us 
this whole time. Thank you. We're going to make it a lot more brief and concise the following weeks, basically just shitting on everyone's performance and why they're stupid. Uh, we are going to install a new um, addition to the podcast called uh, Storytime with Josh, where I will tell some random story about my life that usually paints me in a shitty light, but will be funny for everyone else. Yeah. And a quick preview for story time next week when we get this going up and running. Uh, Josh goes to Mexico to sleep in a room with another man. So with that, we're going to end it. We'll, uh, I'd say good luck to everybody. I hope you guys all suck. And we'll see you next week. All right, see you later, man. Kids. Monday, September 3rd, and we are four days away. Actually, less than four days away from kickoff. Hope you guys are ready. So today, we're going to be starting the podcast back up. It's a little different than last year. We're using a whole new app. We're trying to figure out how to get this whole thing rolling. Um, In a minute, I'm going to be joined by Josh on the phone. Just hang on. Let's see if we can get him. 